you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. And uh, Buck, man, the draft is almost here. You can, I think you can almost kind of smell it. I don't know. I don't remember what Cleveland smells like. It's been a while since I've been there. Uh, but but I, I, I'm starting to get fired up for this thing, man. It's right around the corner. Yeah, it's right around the corner, man. It's always an exciting time. I think for uh, team builders, scouts, uh, this is akin to the Super Bowl. This is what all the hard work culminates in, is seeing your work, seeing who you pick, seeing the kind of contributions that you have to rebuilding the re- the roster of your respective team. So, yeah, it's a lot of excitement going around. No doubt. Well, a lot of excitement with the best player in this draft, who, who we agree is Trevor Lawrence uh, out of Clemson. Going to be the first pick there of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going to hear his name called. He's not going to be in Cleveland uh, for the draft. He's going to be with his family. But we are going to uh, uh, dig really deep on Trevor Lawrence coming up on Wednesday because we are releasing 
uh, really our favorite project we do each and every year, which is the Move the Sticks 360 series. It's, it's where we do a deep dive on a few players in the draft, and Trevor Lawrence is first up. Uh, for this year's 360 series. And Buck, I mean, the guys we've talked to, we've talked to his his brother, we've talked to uh, people that coached him in high school, we've talked to his parents, um, we, we've dug deep, we've talked to teammates, you name it, we have checked every box and done our homework on Trevor Lawrence, and I cannot wait to share that with everybody. You know, it's a fantastic project. It really gives us a an opportunity to go behind the curtain to really reveal who these prospects are, who they were coming up, and how they've kind of handled their success on the way to being at this stage and on this platform. And so it's an exciting time to talk about a lot of prospects, but particularly about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we, we've uh, known him going all the way back to high school. You were riding with the Elite 11. I had a chance to join you up there at the opening to watch him uh, compete with Justin Fields. Again, a fascinating story with them uh, growing up so close to each other and, and actually having spent some time working out with one another. We're actually going to talk to the coach who trained both of them uh, at the same time. So, again, it's a phenomenal episode. I can't wait for you guys to, to, to listen to this one. Hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we did making it. Um, uh, one person who has a lot of insight on Trevor Lawrence, who we recently had a chance to spend a lot of time with was his college coach in Dabo Sweeney, one of the most successful coaches uh, in college football, has really built sustained excellence there uh, with the Clemson Tigers. And it's always great when we get a chance to visit with him. We've done it numerous times. Always feel like uh, we get a little insight not only on his players, but also on his program. So here's our chat with Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney. All right, Coach, first of all, you know, we're going to get into to Trevor and when you first saw him and first met him, but I want to get to you about the connection between Trevor and this Clemson program because when I think of Trevor and I think of your program, I, I think of consistent excellence um, on, on both parts. What is the key to that, Coach, for him to maintain his performance and your program to maintain your performance as well? Well, I mean, I think the first thing for us is is just the culture of our program. Uh, you know, we start over every year. Uh, we 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 learn and grow and get better every year. We don't carry anything over. You know, you don't carry touchdowns over. You don't carry bad plays over. You know, you start over. This is a developmental game. Uh, but we've always been a developmental program. You know, we we've always signed high school kids. Uh, to this point, we've not signed transfers and. And things like that. We really have just done, you know, evaluation, uh, being very disciplined in our evaluation, knowing who we are, belief in our criteria, um, and then development. You know, so evaluating and developing the people in our program, and not just the players, but the staff as well. Uh, you know, I've got 21 former players on my staff in all kind of different roles. And uh, it's just awesome, you know, and, and, and so the development of your staff, the development of your of your players, the nurturing of your culture every year. But for us, we truly start over. I mean, we don't carry anything over. We start over every year as if we all just poof, landed in a room together. No one knows anybody because I think it's so important to stay to, to know why you do what you do. You know, what are what are the core values? What's everyone's responsibility? You know, how's it all connected? You know, why do we practice this way? Why do we train this way? Why do what? Why? And and so, you know, we spend five days as a staff kind of reinstalling the program. We take we reinstall the program all spring with the players uh, and, and just, you know, create that buy in. The best teams are player led. And, and, you know, and that's, that's what we've always had. We, we nurture and develop leadership. That's a huge part of what we do. 
leadership, accountability, you know, uh, commitment, uh, development. Those are all reasons. And uh, so, you know, for us, we just we just always have kept the main thing. The main thing. Our goals have been very simple. They've never changed. Uh, we want to graduate our players. We want to equip them with the tools for life that they need. You know, life. Like we don't wait till football ends. We we want to prepare now. You know, and we want them to have a great experience, and we want them to win a championship. That's really what everything is driven, and it's never. It's always stayed in that order. And we've kept the main thing, the main thing. So, okay, in 09, that's easy to say these are the goals of our program. Well, but 12 years later, okay, how have we done? Well, we have a 98% graduation mm-hmm. rate. You know, last 10 years, we're the second winningest team in the country on the field. But nine out of those 10 years, we've been top 10 academically, along with Duke and Northwestern. That's very unusual. Wow. That's unique. Uh, and our guys have a great experience. If you meet guys from Clemson, they love this place. Uh, and they, and every signing class since 09 has won a championship. So, it, But we've done it by staying focused on our core values, being inside out, not being distracted, you know, not becoming an outside-in program. We've been an inside-out program, having a belief, I, I mean an attitude of belief, lots of discipline, lots of accountability, and uh, it's not for everybody, you know. It's uh, we have a lot of fun, but it's just a no nonsense place, man. I mean, you, if you're not serious about being great, it's not going to be a good experience for you. Uh, and I'm talking about being excellent in every area of your life. I mean, you know. And if you look at the, it, and then oh by the way, they want to go to the NFL, all right. And and so since I've been the head coach, second in draft picks, second in first round picks, all right. But we got a 98 percent graduation rate, and that to me has been our greatest accomplishment has been consistency. We're not going to win the national championship every year. And I, and I love the fact that people are mad if we don't win it all. And, <laughs> and that's great. I love to be at a place where we've built expectations now where it's not just winning a division or we won 10 games. Now people are upset if we don't win the national championship. We went 35 years without winning a national championship. And now, you know, then you go win two and three years and you play for four of them. It's there's this, and I love that. I love that. Uh, but it still comes back to just it's, we're not being defined by that. You know, we're defined by our daily commitment, our daily habits. You know, our our uh, value of of excellence, the type of men we're developing through our program. That's what we're defined by. And uh, if we can stay committed to those things, hey, we'll we'll have we'll have our special years here and there. Um, and we'll always be a team that'll have a chance. And that's really what we wanted to do was build a program where we could be consistent and not just on the field, you know, because that, that's been the biggest thing is it's not just winning. To me, it's how you win that matters more to me. You know, it, it's it's how you win. Do you win by sacrificing and compromising and, and, and using young people or do you win uh, with love and, and, you know, compassion and development, uh, and and equipping young people uh, with with a great experience and great tools for life. That's that's really, you know, how we've gone about our business here. And Trevor has just come in here and and stepped right into that, uh, you know, role. I mean, he's the epitome of that. He he comes in. You talk about developing. Yeah, he's a highly recruited guy, but he's got to come in. He's got to earn it. That's the other thing. You got to earn it here. You know, we don't give anybody anything. We're not entitling anybody. You got you're, you're empowered. You're not entitled. You got to go earn it. 
And Trevor was that way in the recruiting process. Just a very humble kid, committed December of his junior year. I mean, at that point, we had we had the number one quarterback in the country committed to Clemson as a senior. He was a senior in high school, and we had like a top twenty quarterback. We had two quarterbacks in that senior class, and he com- and then we had Kelly Bryant and Zarek Cooper and all these guys on the roster. And then he commits December of his junior year. And to this day, this is one of the things I've told a lot of people about him. <laughs> he never asked me about another quarterback in the recruiting process. Not like like not wow. a single conversation. It was all about Clemson, what our program's all about, the people, you know, uh, the, the, that's all our offense, you know, the style of play, you know, receivers, those type of things. He never asked me, not one time. So you're talking about a kid that's not afraid to compete, uh, you know, and he came in, he, he committed December of his junior year, and it was over. Like, never another discussion <laughs> about recruiting with Trevor Lawrence. He just went on about his business, being a – uh, high school junior, being a high school senior, you know, just being a kid, enjoying his journey. And I can honestly say that about that guy. He has truly enjoyed his journey. He enjoyed being a freshman. He enjoyed camp. He enjoyed spring practice. I mean, and watching him come in here and and have this self-awareness to him. Yeah, he knows he's really talented, but he's never satisfied. And he knew he needed to get bigger, stronger, faster, more knowledgeable, all these things. And to watch him attack that process uh, with just great joy in his journey was really cool. And, and you know, proved that he could he, – he deserved to be the guy, had to go earn it. And then he does that. Well, then let's, you know, become a leader of the offense. Well, then it was, let's become a leader of the team. Then it was let's become a leader of college football, you know, and let's become a leader in your community. And so it just watching him go through that journey – it's been pretty special and do it with such grace and such humility and with the brightest of the brightest of the brightest lights and unbelievable scrutiny. You know what these kids go through today is so different than when, when we were coming up. You know, I mean, the scrutiny mm-hmm. is unbelievable, but there's never been a guy more prepared than Trevor. He's been dealing with this since the ninth grade when he won the job as a 14 year old at Cartersville, which is a great program. And he beat out a senior quarterback a really talented player who, by the way, was the starting tight end at Alabama this year, okay, but he had been a quarterback wow. up until Trevor made him a tight end uh, in, in, <laughs> in the rest of history. He's going to be drafted this year uh, as well. In fact, he was at his wedding. But just the expectations, the scrutiny, the social media, you know, the you know, then you get into the seven-on-sevens, the elite 11s. You're supposed to win every week, you know, all that. And then you're supposed to come to Clemson. You're supposed to win the job. You're supposed to go to a national championship. You're supposed to do this, this, this. And, you know, you're supposed to be the number one pick. He's been dealing with this stuff forever. But guess mm-hmm. what? That's his norm. That's that's what he's used to. That's normal to him. Uh, but the beautiful thing about him is he's not he's not driven by that stuff. He is a very – that's why he fit our program very well, because he's a very inside out person. He's he's strong in his faith, incredibly strong in his faith. Uh, he, he's driven by that. He's grounded by that. And, and that has served him well and will continue to serve him well. You, you know, Coach, what kind of special quality does Trevor Lawrence have when it comes to that ability to raise the level of his game and his teammates? If you watch Steph Curry shoot the ball, it's just like, you just you just go wow, like like his his it's just just to sit there and watch this guy shoot a basketball. Well, that's how you feel when you watch Trevor throw a football. When you get to see him live and you get to see him move, 
you just go, wow. I mean, it's just it's just different. He's a he's a, a face of a franchise guy. I think Trevor can be an international superstar. You know, there's not many football players that become international superstars. Uh, and I think part of the part of that is just because you know we all wear helmets and uniforms, and you know you kind of get uh, identified by that, and then you take the helmets off, and you know you become a normal person. And sometimes you blend in. Trevor doesn't blend in uh, in, in any <laughs> regard, and, and I think that. I think he's one of those guys that, you know, just because of his presence, uh, he, he's got a chance to really transcend uh, the sport. Coach, last last question, and uh, you've been real generous with your time. As always, we appreciate you. Um, but what would you give, because I know what I would give, what would you give to just be able to wear Trevor's hair for like maybe this like a week? If you could just walk around <laughs> with that mane for a week, what would you give? Well, if I'd have known you were going to ask that question, I would I would have put my wig on because I got a Trevor wig. Uh, I got one. I've got a Trevor wig with a sixteen on the forehead right there. Uh, yeah, I've, I've worn that for Halloween. I've worn it to a couple of team meetings along the way, and you know, uh, I've had some fun with that. But you know, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work to me, but uh, you got to worry about your shampoo and you know, the flip and all that stuff. You know, but. Hey, it works for him. I don't know that I could pull it off, but I guess if you're <laughs> six six, uh, you can. It, it goes with it. But you know, the cool thing about him is is he does have this look of Hollywood. You know, he really does. Like, you know, but he, I'm telling you, he is the most un-Hollywood guy you're ever going to meet. He is just very simple, very disciplined. Uh, you know, routine guy, and uh, just just very normal. Very normal guy. Uh, like I said, he looks like this, you know, like he's got all this, uh, you know, almost some prima donna to him, but he doesn't. Man, he's he probably uses Pantene, you know, simple shampoo. He probably doesn't have anything fancy or anything like that. <laughs> well, that's great, Coach. My, we have to do we have to do comps, right? So you know, for the network, we always have to come up with comparisons for these guys. And so uh, with Trevor, I said, well, he's not. There's not one comp for him. He's kind of a unicorn in that in that degree. Yeah, he. I don't really have a comp for him either. I mean, I really don't. There isn't I mean, one, right? Uh, I, I don't know who, who he, you come he is, up with. He is. He is very unique. You know, I mean, a lot of people. I, in fact, we did. I just did a thing with uh, he and uh, Peyton. We did a little thing down at the golf tournament, Masters golf tournament last week, and that was kind of fun seeing those two. Uh, you know, because that was really his hero growing up was Peyton Manning. Mm. That's why he wore sixteen. Was for Peyton. Peyton was funny because he was like, "Golly, if you know, you'd like if I was his hero, you'd, I wish you'd have chosen my alma mater." Uh, you know, but <laughs> but you know, he's 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 big like Peyton, uh, but just a better athlete. You know, I mean, he can just yeah. flat out run. I mean, he's so different. Uh, so I, I, I can't really recall anyone like him that had the combination of that size and speed and, mm. and arm talent. Uh, it's, mm. it's unique and, and just an incredible football IQ to go with it. I mean, he, he's a, uh, He's got a high aptitude for the game, processes things quickly, anticipates well, you know, can make all the throws and uh, got a bright future for sure. Uh, now, now, now my running back, uh, I know y'all ain't, y'all ain't want to talk about ETN, but now my running back, I got a, I got a comparison for him. Yeah. Right? Give me, cause and I got one too. I want to hear yours. So give me yours. 
right. Well, here's here's my comparison. And again, you know, we only we all go back to our experiences in life, right? Etn is Walter Payton. All right, and I know that might be blasphemy. Whoa, okay, okay now. Bucky's over there going, let me, let me bring me some oxygen Whoa. over here. Uh, but I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I grew, I grew up, I grew up. I love Walter Payton. I sweetness. mean, yeah, love sweetness. Oh my gosh, watching him play, he played the game the way it was supposed to be played. I mean, his passion. I mean, his toughness. You couldn't tackle him. I mean, I mean, you better bring his leg drive, his power, and his lower body. Uh, you know, just just everything about him and how he handled himself with just this quiet demeanor. You know, uh, and, and and that's that's Travis. But you know, there's so many similarities, and and I and I may you know look crazy five years from now, but this kid has he has that type of ability. You know, obviously you got to mm-hmm. stay healthy and all that stuff, but. But his his explosive power, his ability, his yards after contact, uh, his ability, his his relentlessness. I mean, he runs with a violence and a relentless will to not be tackled. Uh, that's what he reminds me of. That's that's what I have in my head, you know. And then what he can do in the passing game is, I can't wait to watch him at the next level. He he is a complete player. And I think I think Dustin for for great things. Oh, I, I love it, Coach. That, that's a good one. He, he reminded me just when when Jamal Charles was coming out. Just once his foot goes in the ground, just that upfield explosiveness that he had. Um, I saw some of that. You know, with Jamal Charles, he was a darn good player. People kind see of that's new him, school. I'm old so, school. That's yeah. new school. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't go Jim Thorpe, Coach. That would have been real. <laughs> I will say this: Travis hey. is one of those guys that could have played in any era, you know. And you know, it's that's you don't always see that in today's world, you know. I mean, there's this, but he's one of those guys that could have played in any era of football. I really believe that he's got that type of of, of skill set and toughness. That was awesome. Coach, man, you're the best. Why do you have an App State helmet? Why do you have an App State helmet as a prop? Because I, I, I played, I played, I got two of them, Coach. Look Where at you the, at? Got, this is the best one. This is the, this is the Yosef. Look at the Yosef with uh, the uh, thing. So I, I didn't you know guys you took Renfro from us, okay. and I'm still upset about it. Well, Coach, did we play Coach y'all when you were there? No, we they played a the, little bit before I got there. We beat Wake twice when I was there. Bucky's North Carolina Tar Heels didn't want anything Coach, to do with us during that yeah, time, Coach, so we didn't play them. Coach, I'm not I'm not at home, so because otherwise you see the two uh, North Carolina helmets. But I I've told this story because my dad coached Dexter Lawrence in high school, and I told Dex the story when I was a, my junior year. We oh, played down in Death Valley, and um, Clemson had just come off of losing to Wake Forest the week before we played them. So what, what year was that? Coach Brown? What year was that? This this had to be maybe ninety two. It might have been okay. ninety two down there because touchdown Terry Smith, <laughs> uh, Steve Hood was maybe one of the running backs or whatever. They had been struggling yeah. a little bit. So we're feeling good. We're we're trying to come up. We're about to have a nine win season. We go down there and before <laughs> you guys have circled around and you're at the top of the the hill, and so we run out. They announce us first. So we run out to the bottom of the hill. And we get to the oh, bottom yeah. of the hill near the goalpost, and we're like, "Come on down! We ready for y'all this year. We ready to get you." <laughs> that, that usually doesn't work out well, <laughs> Coach. We had Natron Means at tailback, 
And I think you guys still had Chester McLaughlin and that crew. And Coach Brown has said, hey, guys, we're going to show them how tough we are. We're going to run 48G, which is the old toss. We're going to run the first three plays of the game. And so we ran it the first three plays of the game. And when we punted, it was fourth and 17. And it was part of – it was part of – I mean, Clemson beat us so bad that I just remember slinking out of the stadium um, and just being like, I will never, ever – go to the bottom of the hill and call. I will never poke the tiger. That's what I've learned. Yeah, I, I, I've been a part of that a couple of times since in my 18 years here, and it, it's not worked out very well uh, those times. And usually everybody's just like, let's just do our thing and let's get on with the game. Uh, hey, so were you there in 93? Were you at North Carolina in 93? Yes, I was. So we played yeah, y'all. So I, that was my first year coaching, and uh, we played y'all okay. in uh, the Gator Bowl. So I was a grad assistant uh, at the Gator Bowl. I was at Alabama. I was at Alabama. Okay. And uh, yeah, so y'all big, came down and y'all had those Sam two Shea. great running backs. What's that? Yeah. Leon, yeah, Leon and Curtis Johnson. But you guys had, yep. I think, Sam Shade. Might, yeah, Sam Shade, Lemansky Hall. Uh, we had we had uh, David Palmer. Uh, you know, oh, Deuce. Sherman, Sherman, yeah. Sherman Williams. That all Sherman guys. Williams, but yeah. That was my, that was my first yeah. year coaching. 93 and so oh, okay i got my i got my coaching career off to a good start one and oh uh in the bowl game there that was a great game though but y'all were good y'all were good oh man that was funny yeah that's yeah so that's that's the claim to fame uh we always used clemson was always the measuring stick because whitey jordan at the time was a clemson legend but he was the offensive yeah. coordinator and so yeah, he used to always right. talk about Hey, y'all don't know about a knot on your head till you go down there and play them Tigers. So he always talked to George, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a yeah. he was a great one for sure. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. well, man, so, I appreciate it. Thanks, coach. I gotta yeah, go sure. get my workout in. Best. You can't you can't you can't keep a great figure like this if you don't go grind. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work. Coach, that that shirt, I want to see you're all, you're getting dangerously close to going tie dye with that tiger shirt, man. I say you just go all the way, man. Oh, all right, I'll see you guys so soon. Good. All right, Buck. I mean, he's he's great. He can go on now. You you can do a a forty minute interview with Dabo, and you only need to pack three questions. You pack three questions, you're good, man, because he can handle it from there. Yeah, he absolutely can handle it. But man, he's so interesting. Uh, DJ, because look, so much of what he discussed was certainly about Trevor Lawrence, but also wrapped around the culture that he's created at Clemson. When he talked about the competitiveness of the program, how you have to earn everything and how, look, they rebuild it each and every year and how Trevor Lawrence fell in line with that. And I thought his story on Trevor Lawrence as a recruit, never worrying about who else they were bringing in and really focusing on himself. And then Focusing on being a great freshman and embracing all of those things. Man, that speaks volumes about Trevor Lawrence's inner makeup and how he's wired. And I think if you are a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's certainly entertaining and probably about to pull the trigger on him being the franchise quarterback, you have to feel good about how the head coach for Clemson described Trevor Lawrence and all the things that he's really about. How about uh, the Travis Etienne comparison there with Walter Payton? It was funny because we start watching the highlights then, um, and you go back and watch some of the tape. And, and look, I'm not saying he's, he's Walter Payton, but man, Buck, the, the high knees 
and, and just kind of a, a real finishing, strong, powerful runner, uh, compact. I'm like, okay, I see a little bit of that. Now, I'm not going to put him in sweetness's category, uh, but I thought, man, it was an interesting comp there from Coach. Yeah, interesting comp. But it's funny because then when Coach puts the comp out there, you're like, I mean, I don't think he's sweetness, but then you see some traits in terms of the way he kicks out of arm tackles, the way he does utilize mm-hmm. that hesitation, high step move at times to stop, start quickness and burst. And I will say this, that we probably don't talk enough about with NTN, his toughness. He's a hard nosed yeah. runner. Like he's, he's not a guy that goes down easily at first contact. And so Dabble illuminated some of those traits in his star running backs game. Well, I'll just say this. Dabo wasn't here to cause no trouble. He was just here to do the Super Bowl stuff. All right, sorry. I, I, was, I, was, I was a little hanging fruit. I got to mix in a dad joke every now and then, Buck. I got to keep you on your toes, man. Yeah, you definitely kept me on my toes. I, I, I love the interview. And because we have had a chance to talk to Dabo a few times, I believe the insight is real and genuine. Not only when he talks about his top players. He talked about Trevor Lawrence and obviously Travis Etienne, some of the young guys that they have. But man, we've done these projects where we talked about the culture building and the team building stuff. I felt like there's a page of notes, multiple pages of notes that you could just take on what he talks about and how he has built that that Clemson program into a powerhouse and how they're constantly and consistently in the conversation to be one of the teams that's vying for the national title. No doubt. Well, I tell you what, his quarterback and Trevor Lawrence is a really, really interesting story uh, with his background and what he's been able to accomplish. And, and, and the Jaguars have to be excited about what he's going to be in the future. And again, I just want to remind everybody, Wednesday, the Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. move to 360 episode will drop. Uh, one of the best ones we've done. We've been doing this, gosh, I think the first year is going back to the Jameis Winston uh, draft, I want to say, was the first year that we did this. So yeah. uh, we've been doing this for several years now, and I feel like it does provide a lot of insight. You're going to learn, you're going to hear things and learn things about these top players that you've never heard anywhere else because we have been able to really talk to everybody around these kids uh, and learn some really cool things. So uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy that again. Move the Sticks 360, Trevor Lawrence episode, that drops on Wednesday. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Buck? No, man, it's fantastic. I looked, it's a fantastic experience being able to talk to Dabo about some of his top players. Uh, great job by the production team, Mark Brady, David Singer, all the guys behind the scenes, Nabil making it happen because I think we are able to do some things that others aren't just because of the access and the resources that we have available at. Yeah, and the most impressive thing is of our group, you know, we, we talk about Mark and we talk about Nabil and Singer, all of them doing an outstanding job. But um, Bartlett's doing this. Ryan Bartlett's doing this all with the weight vest on. I mean, he's been working at home, <laughs> literally wearing a weight vest. I mean, I want to know if he has the shoes on. Remember the calf shoes, like the jumper shoes that oh, had the big oh, soles man, in the front? Yeah. Yeah, I think he might be he might be producing in those as well. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, I mean, that that is something that's next level. Hey, get your work in, get your workout in, do it simultaneously. The more you can do, the more you can do, the, the better it is for you. He might be producing while doing jumping jacks. It's a very real possibility. Uh, All right, that's going to do it for us today. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We have all your draft needs covered here on Move the Sticks as we get towards Cleveland. It's going to be an epic draft, uh, and we've got everything you need right here on Move the Sticks. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.